0: Hey guys, Blythe with digitaldispatch.io here. And I wanted to bring you this conversation that I had in late last year with Ben Buchanan. He is the VP of account management over at LoadSmart. And it's one of those situations where LoadSmart is. Adv- technically a 3PL, but they use advanced technology, partnerships, and really deep industry expertise to automate how truckload and intermodal freight are priced, booked, and shipped. Um, This conversation was actually taking place at FreightWaves F3 event. So I think you guys will really like this conversation because we touch on not just the technology and the relationship side of things, but also how LoadSmart is addressing the great resignation with a hybrid work model which is kind of unique for a lot of 3PLs in the industry so i hope you guys enjoy let's go ahead and dive into the conversation all right welcome into f3's virtual event Talking about managing risk in an unprecedented market. Hello, my name is Blythe Brumley, owner of Digital Dispatch and host of Cyberly right here on FreightWaves, and I am joined by Ben Buchanan. He is the VP of Account Management over at LoadSmart, formerly a teacher, currently sits on the board of directors at the American Charter School Foundation. He's also leading a team at LoadSmart of account managers and sales reps focused on growing relationships with enterprise and small-medium enterprise shippers by providing additional value to address their unique challenges. Now, a little quick info about LoadSmart. LoadSmart leverages advanced technology, strategic partnerships, and deep industry expertise to automate how truckload and intermodal freight are priced, booked, and shipped. They've been operating since about 2014 with a big API focus, especially with TMS platforms. Now, Ben, welcome into the this special Freight Waves F3 event. Glad to have you here. And, and I want to kick this interview off with one thing that really stood out to me in your YouTube bio. And it's that Load Smart is calling themselves the nerds of Freight. Now as a fellow nerd, I it, it just sort of begs the question, what is the thing you, Ben, are the most nerdy about?
1: Good question, Black. And thanks for having me. That's a great, great time to talk about what's going on in the market. I I think the biggest thing that we're focused on is just asking why. There's a lot of disruption happening right now in the industry, in the market, and we want to come to the table and thinking outside the box. You know, 40% of our our staff right now is is, uh, data scientists, product managers, and engineers. And so everything that we're doing is through the view of technology. And so... We, we, we coin ourselves as the nerd, nerds of freight, and everything that we're doing right now is, is looking at how we can solve you know, very complex problems within the, the, the shipper's supply chain, but also helping carriers out at the same time. Hmm.
0: Now I, I think that there is with, with that said, LoadSmart was really new to the game with a lot of the technology that, that they were trying to bring into the space. So I'm sure it was a challenge trying to sell the product back then more than it is now. But as someone who's been in the industry for a while, what's been that biggest challenge that you've seen with getting companies to adopt technology like LoadSmart?
1: Sure, it's it's asking you know how are they doing processes today and, and, and understanding there's got to be a better way, right? And so that's what we're really you know opening up uh, shippers eyes, some of our carrier partners as well. That there's got to be a better way to do this. Um, being adaptable and flexible, especially in today's market, is is something that we're hearing a lot from our shippers right now. And we're trying to bring you know to the table solutions uh, to help solve some of those really complex problems, and. Doing so through a a marketplace, through a digital marketplace that uh, that LoadSmart is, um, is really helping these shippers find efficiencies within their supply chain and saving them money at the same time.
0: And, and I think too, with one of the key components with the Loadsmart platform, you're really focused on cloud computing and, and APIs, which is something that has been around in, in other sort of technology-focused industries. But it seems like sort of a, a newer concept in logistics for some reason. I mean, you guys have been trying to do this and trying to push this since 2014. But but tell me a little bit about those challenges of trying to explain why this technology is is better than than may you know what have existed in the past.
1: Sure. Some of those conversations are easier than others, but what we're really trying to sh- do is, is show you know value through um, cloud computing and, and and the data that we're bringing into the uh, into the conversation. Talking to a lot of these shippers, primarily on the enterprise side, is they have access to a lot of data, but they can't action off of that data, right? And so what we're trying to do is bring a lot of data to the table, but more importantly, bring that to action. You know, a lot of a lot of companies have been talking about this for the last several years. But we feel that we're at the forefront of this uh, in terms of the integrations that we do with a lot of the the shipper partners that we have. We partner with a handful of TMS providers as well. And so we have access to a lot of this data. Now, taking that to a a step further is identifying how we can actually action off of it and provide that value back to the shipper. And there's some programs that we're putting in place right now um, that we brought to market uh, where we're getting a lot of traction. And uh, we're going to continue to double down on those um, getting the shipper feedback and how it's actually providing more value to their supply chain uh, and continue to see if we can um, grow grow the wallet share with them.
0: I, I think that you, you hit the nail on the head as far as like making data actionable because I think that that's, that, that's the key, missing key piece that so many companies are, are, are lacking is because they have all of this information but they have no idea what to do with it. Can you give us an example of, of how you're making that data actionable for your shippers and
1: carriers? Absolutely. Well, a big part of it is is transparency to that data, and and showing them in different areas, particularly through our integrations that we have, um, of saying, "Hey, this is something that you can actually buy better at." We have the the capacity to be able to back that up, and by doing so, we can actually save you guys money and time within your within your network. The other thing that we're we're really bringing to the the table is having open and honest conversations about rates, and. It, I think it's it's been really exposed, you know, since beginning of COVID in terms of shippers' routing guides um, getting really disrupted, and ultimately then them going to the spot market. So what we're bringing to the table right now is is true rate transparency through our dynamic pricing algorithm, through our quoting integrations that we have, through shippers' TMSs, and actually giving that transparency in terms of hey, here's where we're buying at, and here's where we're good at, and by the way, we're going to be able to service your your uh, your freight because we come with 100. percent capacity guarantee and i'll tell you we're not going to be competitive in every market we're not going to be competitive in every lane but having those conversations around data and around that transparency really allows the shipper to to trust us to be able to come through and manage their business and again some of them are more more um um reluctant than others but this conversation's now not necessarily happening at the uh the dock it's actually it's happening at the um The boardroom, because shippers are now understanding that the the supply chain and um, the way that they're managing their freight is a huge cost to their overall business. And so taking that type of of that conversation, having those conversations with uh, key decision makers has been really beneficial.
0: I love that because you, you hit on the the key point of trust because, it, and, and I think that the, a lot of business owners or a lot of, of, of people within this industry, they really will try to say yes to everything. But I think that you develop more trust when you say, we're not the best partners for that, but these X, Y, and Z were, were a much better fit. Now, now, now switching gears a little bit, let's talk a little bit about your experience because it was earlier this year that you actually joined LoadSmart back in January of 2021 uh, you spent nearly seven years at Global Trans. Why did you? Why was now the the this year the time to make the move from Global Trans over to to Loadsmart?
1: Sure. So I was. I, I've been watching uh, Loadsmart from afar during my time at, at Global Trans. Had some conversations uh, with some some other industry folks, uh, and then got got introduced to uh, to both of the co founders, and really was compelled by their their innovation. The way that they they thought about disrupting an industry, but using a technology type of approach, um, their vision that we were carrying out day in and day out uh, is something that really really attracted me to this. But also, I think bringing in you know my experience, my expertise on growing and scaling teams at the right time was a perfect fit. I met a lot of the team before I came on on board, you know, because I had I had a lot of o- opportunities and options in the market. But but Loadsmart was uh, was by far the best in terms of the innovation, the tech, the vision, and the people uh, for me to for me to join, and uh, it's been a great decision. And the way that I look at it is, we're we're just starting this journey in terms of our growth and, and, uh, and maturation in this in this industry
0: and speaking of your experience because one of the the key issues that has plagued this industry for for years and and one of the things that stood out to me in, in some of your marketing materials is just the endless phone calls that brokers and shippers and carriers all have to make between each other now as a former leader of a brokerage team how has that shifted as far as the role of the broker you know with with adding this ability to not have to make all these phone calls how has that helped and, and maybe shift some of the responsibilities that that a regular broker in an office would have to
1: deal with? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. And it, the way that I describe it is, is working a lot smarter, not harder, right? And the way that we're doing it is we're looking at, you know, again, asking why can this be automated? And if so, what can we do to do that? And it, so a, as a result, we don't have to spend our account managers, our account sales rep, don't have to spend the time to derive quotes, to de- derive rates, uh, to work hand in hand with the shippers, because we have all of that automated. And we're doing, um, you know, quoting integrations through a lot of these TMS providers. As a result, what that allows our team to do is focus on solving more of the shipper's complex issues, talking more strategic uh, about how we can, you know, take on more of their, their available business, but doing so in a, in a thoughtful and responsible manner. And by, by having a lot of the, t- the, the the tasks that have historically been manual, we automate that process to allow our staff to have, more, more time, essentially, more bandwidth to be able to have these conversations.
0: Now, with with your technology, how does it fit into the workday of a shipper versus a broker? Is this something that is built, you know, in, in, inside of a TMS and it's almost like an add-on and integration, or is this a standalone website uh, experience? T- tell us a little bit about how it fits into the, I guess, the a typical workday of a, of a broker versus a shipper.
1: Sure. So we, the way that we think about this is, we're trying to develop the best technology for the shippers to be able to manage their, their freight effectively. We also want to make sure that we're coming through for our carrier partners and making and being that bridge between the two um, is something that we're focused on, on on daily. You know, initially we were we we classified ourselves or maybe got classified as a digital freight broker, but what we're trying to do now is move to more of a platform type of uh of, of uh, a business. And what that means is we want to be the uh, the connective tissue for all folks involved in the the transaction. Whether you're a shipper, whether you're a broker, whether you're a carrier, we want to be that ecosystem to be able to connect. And we feel that we're we're in a really good place to do that because of the partnerships that we have with our our shippers, the partnerships and the relationships that we have with the carriers, and now going to market and seeing how we can potentially be a partner to to some of the brokers. And what we're doing um, is is, um, through quoting integrations. And a big part of this is we're, we're looking at um, shippers TMSs and how we can actually integrate into those those TMSs to provide dynamic rates, particularly in a historically uh, difficult time to find trucks right now. And as a result, what, what we found out is because of these integrations that we have with shippers, the routing guys are getting, are getting really disrupted right now. And for us to be able to provide a dynamic rate that we have 100% capacity guarantee behind that is providing a lot of value. Yes, they may be paying a little bit more in terms of what they were going to pay uh, you know, with some of their contract providers, but they know that we're in a spot to be able to do that and do that instantaneously through uh, through our pricing algorithm. And we've, we've seen we've seen a ton of success with it. We've seen a, a lot of customers asking more questions about it. And then taking that one step further is we're actually providing you know, real-time solutions for some of these shippers that are seeing some of these rates and saying, well, they're a little bit high. And so now we put um, guardrails in place, so in particular regions, in particular lanes, if customers don't want to see, you know, for example, a lane that's going over 20% of market, we can actually cap that, and we won't send back a rate into their TMS. So these are just some examples that we're doing right now, listening to some of the feedback that we're getting for shippers, but most importantly, providing a value to them right now when they need trucks the most.
0: I love that. So you're, you're giving them the information at hand, especially w- with, with exactly what's going on in the market. And then when they have questions, then you could be that opportunity to, to or even set up the brokers for success and, and being that opportunity in order to, to educate of why you know a, a rate might be crazier than, than another one, which I'm sure they have a lot of questions. But if you're automating a lot of that, it feels like it, that the brokers would have more time to explain the fluctuation in, in, in those different rates. So that, that sounds pretty fascinating. Now, I was listening to a recent- Recent uh, FreightWaves Insider episode. Shout out to, to Timothy Juner, um, who was the host of that, and it was with your CEO Felipe Capella. And he said, when the fir- when the company first got started, you received some initial pushback regarding your methodology around APIs. I feel like LoadSmart is a company that's not afraid to to push back with new ideas because it's it's still tough to get companies to adopt cloud technology and APIs today. So I can't imagine what it was like, you know, just a few years ago, but where are you still seeing those challenges with adoption? Are are in is any of this different on the broker versus the shipper side? Is maybe one more eager to jump onto the technology or and, and maybe one a little bit more hesitant?
1: a good question and I think it's a mix of both right and I think the biggest the biggest challenge that we're seeing right now is just the lack of understanding and education of what these what the technology can do particularly on the, the coding integrations that, we're, uh, that we've successfully launched and understanding how that actually impacts their supply chain and you know every shipper is different and so what we're taking is a, a consultative approach with each of our, our our account managers really digging in and understanding how we can provide value through technology uh, for that particular shipper's routing guide. And uh, like I said, each one's different. And so what we've uncovered is if you take that more education uh, or, or of an educational approach, having that transparency that we talked about earlier and just going open and saying, hey, this is how this could really help benefit you and let me show you why. they are, are a lot more receptive to that. Um, And the the challenge is getting some of the decision makers on the phone right now, just particularly how difficult it is. And so what we're trying to do is provide a really good service like a traditional freight broker does, but taking that one step further and really showing them the value uh, that the technology can do and also having, you know, peppering in some of the data that we were talking about earlier as well. And so kind of bringing that full circle um, is something that uh, we've had a lot of success with. On the broker side, we're, we're evaluating this right now in terms of how can we help some of our fellow brokers out there. And it's, it's a fine balancing act right now because, of course, we want to make sure that we're not uh, giving away any secret sauce or if it's a conflict of interest. But there has been a lot, of, a lot of reception from the broker market because, just like everyone else, they're having a difficult time finding trucks. So some of the things that we've done from the automation, you know, the digital freight matching uh, to our, our, our rate API and our rating product, Uh, We're now taking to market an RFP guide to help manage this business. Um, there's There's a lot of reception for this, and now we're having those conversations of how it fits their particular network.
0: And, and with all of that said, I mean there, there's still so much uncertainty with the market, and and especially it's just been put on steroids over the last year and a half because of COVID. Um, you know, work and work life balance has sort of morphed together. You you're not really sure which one starts and which one ends. And and with you guys in particular, I, I thought it was interesting that you guys, with the the greater focus on folks working remote and working from home, you guys chose to to sort. I don't want to say double down, but you guys st- chose to. To open up still a 35,000 square foot facility in in Chicago um, you're working on a, a hybrid work approach why did you feel like that that was a, a good decision for, for load smart to take versus you know some of the other companies that have gone fully remote
1: yeah really good question and this is something that we we contemplated and had a lot of discussion about and not just at the executive level but also at the at the rep level too right so we wanted to get buy-in from, from all of our staff. A real quick note: We just went live, and uh, we had our grand opening uh, this week uh, with the with the new thirty five thousand square foot uh, office in downtown Chicago. So the, the the staff is really excited about it. But the main thing and the main takeaway was just the collaboration in the in the conversation. Right? We're talking. We're constantly talking about and asking why, and having that in a collaborative type of uh, of environment, as opposed to doing it through Zoom or phone calls, was something that the team was really learning. And we made the decision you know, late uh, or earlier this year that we wanted to do that. And we're starting to see it pay off. And also, you know, just having that camaraderie again, particularly in in, uh, in brokerage where, you know, teams are on the sales side of working with the operations team and making sure that you, you have that open dialogue. It's so much easier if you need something to, to troubleshoot an issue in real time as opposed to scheduling a Zoom call or picking up the phone. So we're seeing a lot of that. And I think it's playing through right now for our, for our shippers and carriers. You know, we've been able, we've been able to post some record months uh, in terms of our, our growth, and we don 't see anything, any time slowing down, one thing that we are doing is being exceptionally mindful of you know, making sure that we 're following all the guidelines and protocols that are in place. Uh, we are having a, a, a hybrid type of environment, so we 're not requiring our staff to come in five days and we 're doing that you know, flex so it's it 's been, been overall positive and we 're really looking forward to seeing how it continues.
0: I think if you told folks, you know, two years ago that a lot of of brokerage offices would be a hybrid approach of work from home and work in the office, they would have lost their mind. (laughs) <laughs> that is one position that I'm just not exactly sure that it could ever just go fully remote. So I am right there with you because it's just one of those things that there there are some levels of collaboration that cannot be replicated in a virtual environment. So I love that you guys are, are offering at least a hybrid solution for, for those who want, you know, the, the pros and the cons of, of each solution. It's not a you know a hard stance
1: one way or another. Well, it's it's funny you say that too because I was in the same boat. Of life. I, I, I'm like, there's no way that this could happen, right? But when you're when you're faced with very difficult decisions and you have to continue to manage business and come through for your shippers and your and your carriers, you had to do it. And so we're like a lot of others that uh, had to pivot very quickly, and we did it successfully. And so now we want we have a mix of both that I think is going to be uh, something that we can we can really build upon.
0: That's awesome! Congratulations on, on, on that front, because it's not a difficult feat in in order to tackle, especially after the the last year and a half. Now, now with your going back to your experience for a bit, you, you've worked in several leadership roles from brokerage to carrier sales, and now account management. What problems are you solving for your customers today, and what problems are you
1: hoping to solve for them in the future? Good question. So this this varies, of course, but I, I think the biggest uh, thing is. Trying to how can they remain more more efficient, right? And how can we as a as a provider for them help them do those efficiencies? And so a, a lot of the stuff that we talked about, you know, through rate transparency, uh, through data through data sharing, through data insights, and being able to bring that to life where shippers can actually act on it and hopefully save save time and cost. That's what we're trying to solve for. Um, it's it's a definitely a difficult difficult uh, <laughs> a place to be, but it's something that we're 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 obsessing about and we want to continue to come through for our our shippers.
0: Okay, last question. If I gave you a magic wand and you could answer it in in one short answer, if uh, you could fix the global supply chain crisis, what would you do?
1: What we're talking about right now, just being more open with one another. And that's just not on the shipper level, that's across the entire industry. Shippers, carriers, other brokers, folks that help us from the data side, and just have open and honest conversations. And there's a lot of market share out there, right? And we're all competitors. But I think, you know, bringing the, the best of all the worlds together, you know, a lot of smart people in this business, and seeing how that uh, that can come out, I think would be a really, really good thing for the business.
0: Awesome perspective, Ben. Thank you so much for, for joining the, the, this special FreightWaves F3 event. Uh, you can check out more of Ben's work over on LinkedIn. Be sure to give him a follow, Ben Buchanan. And then you can also check out the loadsmart.com website for more information. Stay tuned for more content right here at F3. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. The website also includes some links to our social media accounts, along with my products and services, in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bremlieb, and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.